the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. The way that you and I need to move in this new year and in the days to come is forward. The time is not later. The time is now. And the choice or the decision is yours and it's mine. And here's the thing to understand that your choice to either go backwards or to stall out in your spiritual journey or to go forward in your life has implications. Implications. An implication really is the result of a decision. That when you make a decision, there are things that follow. And so if you choose to do the right things in life and to, as we're talking about in this series, move forward with God, there will be rewards that are awaiting you. And if you choose not to do so, negative consequences follow as well. And so we have to understand there are implications that God gives to us for our movement forward. There's a why behind the call to go forward. God says there's a reason that I want you to move forward and your choice really matters. I'm going to talk to you about one thing tonight. There are three things in this aspect of the series I'm going to talk about, but only one thing tonight. So let me give you the one primary thing that I want you to remember from tonight's lesson. Forward isn't simply a nice idea. It is a necessary action. Let me read it again. For, why don't you read it with me? Come on, here we go. Forward isn't simply a nice idea. It is a necessary action. When it comes to your relationship with God, going forward is not just a nice idea. Hey, it'd be nice if we could do that. No, according to God's perspective, it is something that is absolutely necessary for your life. That when you don't go forward, there are implications that you suffer from in your life. You never make it to your destiny. There's one thing in life that's always marching forward. You know what that is? Time. Time is always going forward. It's moving forward whether you are or not. Time is going to go forward and and you can stay where you are, but time is going to always be marching forward and it always marches forward rapidly. If you haven't looked at your calendar recently, I want to remind you that the first month of 2022 is almost over. It seems as though it was just yesterday that we had New Year's Eve and and the the beginning of a brand new year, but now one-twelfth of 2022 is uh, now practically behind us. Time is always moving forward, and time moves forward very rapidly. And we're warned in Scripture about the importance, the significance of time. Let me take you to some passages, and let's look at what the Bible says about this. Psalm chapter 90, verse number 10. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures, yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they 
quickly pass and we fly away. I like the way the Passion Translation renders this. Put some sort of color to it, some freshness to the perspective of this verse. You've limited God, you've limited our lifespan to a mere 70 years, yet some you give grace to live still longer. But even the best of years are marred by tears and toils, and in the end are nothing more than a gravestone in a graveyard. We're gone so quickly, so swiftly we pass away and simply disappear. If you haven't stopped to think about this recently, I want us to take a sobering moment and remember for all of our lives that time is passing, and time is passing quickly. It's something that marches forward whether we do or not. And the Bible says that if we're given 70 or 80 years, even at that, it's going to go very quickly and go by very swiftly. That's why we're told in the same chapter, verse number 12, We're given this set of instructions, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That is here, the actually this is a prayer of Moses, and Moses prayed, God, teach us to be aware of the number of our days as they're clicking by. Let us be aware of that reality that time is marching on, and give us a heart of wisdom again so that we can effectively use our days or use our time. You say, well, that's the Old Testament. Is there anything about this in the New Testament? Let me take you to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verses 16 and 17. This is from the New King James Version. Redeeming the time, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Redeeming the time, the idea of redeeming is buying back. That is being aware of what you're purchasing with your time. What are you buying with your time? Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let me give this to you from another translation. The NIV, making the most of every, King James says, redeeming the, the time. Here it's rendered, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Now, here's where I need to stop for a moment and give you a little word study. Is that Okay. In the Greek language, in our language, we have primarily one word that's used to describe time that we use in lots of different ways. In the Greek language, there are two primary words that are used for the word time. Let me give them to you. The first one is chronos. Anybody recognize that word? It's where you get the word chronology from, so forth, words of that nature, and I'll come back to that in a moment, and kairos. Both of these can be translated time, but they're very different words in the sense of what they have, what their meaning uh, is, is all about. Let me see if I can describe it this way. Life contains moments. We're in a moment right now. All you need to do is, if you have a watch on, more than likely you can look at your watch, and if you're like, your watch is like mine, it tells me not only the time of the day that we're in right now, but it also gives me the date. And so I know this is January the 28th, and I realize that it's a certain time. And so there's a moment in time, and in just a moment, it'll be a different moment in time as we're marching through the chronos of time. You mark them with your watch, your clock, your calendar, your watch walking through the chronos of time, chronology. 
something that is, if you will, quantitative. You can measure time. But in the context of time, there is something else that the Greeks understood, and we understand it as well. We just don't use the same kind of word for it. This is the chronos, the outward circle here is the chronos of time, and the inner circle is the kairos of time. What that means is this. In every moment, there is an opportunity. They understood the fact that in every moment, there is something that goes beyond the moment. You can ask the question, what time is it? And when you ask that question, it is a quantitative question. Look at your watch and tell me what time it is. But when you say something like this, did you have a good time? What you're saying is what happened in the context of that moment? Was it good or was it bad? What did you do in the moment that you had? And so what I want you to realize today is that, in fact, the word that is used here in the original language that is translated time in the King James and opportunity in the NIV is the word kairos or kairos. That's the word, and that's the idea of making the most of every what? Kairos, making the most of every opportunity that in the context of your time, whatever time it is, and your, your life will be measured in time. In fact, as we've talked about before, when you die, uh, unless, you di- unless you're here when Jesus comes back again, they will put you in a tomb or some kind of grave somewhere likely, and there will be a gravestone, a tombstone. It will have your date of birth and your date of death. That marks the chronology of your life, but it tells nothing about the kairos of your life. It only tells the chronos of your life, not the kairos of your life. And so here we must understand that in every moment of life, there is a kairos. And I want you to know and remind all of us that we are in a kairos moment right now. This will be a moment that will pass, and there will be other moments that God will give us in life, but you'll never have quite the same moment again where God is coming to you in your life right now. As we mentioned recently, he's attempting to get our attention so that we can make the most of this Kairos moment that he's speaking to us. And for some of you, this can be such a turnaround moment that it propels you to an incredible destiny in your life. And you will be able able to go back and mark and say, it was in January or February 2022 when God did this kairos work in my life and I was never the same. I started a journey forward with God and I've never gone back since that time. And this is what I want you to grasp in your heart in your life today because God's voice to us right now is very clear. Let's not miss our moment. I'm going to give you two examples in the Bible of two people who are given a chronos moment and a kairos moment. And I want us to see Two examples, one handled it well and one did not. Let me stop for a moment. Is everyone with me so far? Okay, I'm not worried about preaching at you tonight with you. I'm, I'm, important, I'm teaching tonight, okay, I'm giving a very important teaching. So we're going to take some time and look at two stories in the Bible where two different people had a, had a chronos and a kairos moment with Jesus and one handled it well and one did not handle it so well. Let's take a look at the first story. It's found in Mark chapter 10. Here's the story. As Jesus started on his way, so let me stop there for a moment. I'm just going to walk us through this. Would you agree that when Jesus started on his way, whatever day that was, it, there, was, it was there was a date and a time, correct? Right? 
Whatever the way was he was going, just like if you said, I'm going to the grocery store, you go to the grocery store at a certain time, right? Uh, you get in your car, you take, make the journey. Well, Jesus was going somewhere. He started on his way, and there was a date and a time that that happened. And a man came running up to him, kneeling down in front of him. He cried out, good teacher, what one thing am I required to do to gain eternal life? Jesus responded, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. Let me stop there for a moment because sometimes that confuses people. Why did Jesus make this reference to only God being good? What he was doing was, uh, from a Jewish perspective, Jews understood the goodness of God. And so if he was acknowledging that Jesus was a good teacher, he was also acknowledging that Jesus was God. He was acknowledging, acknowledging the divinity of Jesus. So here's this time. Jesus is going somewhere. There's a time on the, on the clock, if you will, and a date on the calendar when Jesus is doing this. But in the midst of him having this chronos moment, a man comes running up to him, kneels down and says, teacher, tell me, how do I get eternal life? I want to know how to live eternally forever. Jesus engages him in the conversation. Take a look at what happens next. You already know the commands, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give a false testimony, do not cheat and honor your father and mother. The man said to Jesus, teacher, I've carefully obeyed these laws since my youth. And so Jesus and this man, they have a dialogue for a few moments. Jesus questions him somewhat about his perspective, spiritual perspectives, some aspect of his life. And so they have a bit of a dialogue together. Notice what happens next. Jesus fixed his gaze upon the man with tender love and said to him, now we are transitioning from a Kronos moment to a Kairos moment. Come help me out here. You ready? Suddenly now things are going to get serious. Suddenly there's an opportunity within the time frame. There's a moment when God's about to do something or wants to do something in this young man's life. Jesus fixed his gaze upon the man with tender love and said to him, you, yet there is still one thing you are lacking. Go sell all that you have and give the money to the poor. Then all of your treasure will be in heaven. After you've done this, come back and walk with me. Suddenly things got really serious. He came to Jesus. How do I have eternal life? Jesus engages him with a bit of a conversation about the commandments. The man said, I've kept all those commandments since I was a youth. And Jesus sees the opportunity in this young man's life, a wealthy young man. And he says to him, you know, I see something about you. What you need to do is you need to go sell everything you have and give to the poor Because here's the deal. That's where you're going to gain access to my kingdom. And then he says, come back and walk with me. That's the importance of listening to the voice of the Spirit of God in your life. Because when you hear God drilling down into your life, he wants to get to that one thing right now in this Kairos moment that's keeping you from your best future. There's a best future for every one of us, and God wants to get in this kairos, in this chronos moment, the kairos moment of an opportunity that God comes along and says, let me get a hold of that one thing that you haven't given up to me, that one thing that you're still holding on to, that one thing that will propel you into all the blessing I have in store for you. What would that one thing be in your life? Jesus said one thing. He didn't say five things. He said, there's one thing I want to talk to you about right now in this Kairos moment, this one thing that I want to bring to your attention that's keeping you 
from experiencing all that you want to experience. Now, would you agree with me? This man now has a choice. Would you agree? He's got to make a decision. He's going to have to decide what he's going to do with this issue that Jesus has brought to his attention. Let's see what he does with this Kairos moment. What does he do? Completely shocked by Jesus' answer, what did he do? He turned and what? Walked away very sad, for he was extremely rich. I'm not saying that God today is coming to you and telling you to go sell everything and give to the poor. That was that man's issue. It's about him. But he is coming to all of us today. He's saying, there's something that I want to work in your life. Don't, don't turn and walk away. Because there's a sad journey when you walk away from the Kairos moments that God wants to bring to your life. Now, I know that's very sobering. But here's the good news. That's the bad story. There's also a great story. You ready for the second part of this? Everybody still love me today? Okay, we still all right? Okay. All right. A couple of you still do. Okay. Here's the second story. All right, here we go. Luke chapter 15. Let me tell you a little bit about Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, there are three parables that Jesus gives, and they're all about lost things. He gives a parable about a lost coin. He gives a parable about uh, about a lost sheep. Okay. That's where the scripture talks about Jesus leaving the 99 and finding the one sheep. And he gives a parable about a lost son. So he's talking about loss. I want to remind you today that Jesus loves lost people. When you're lost, Jesus is looking for you. Okay? And that's all those parables are about this. Okay? And we come to the third of those parables, the lost son. And here, let me read this for you. And let's take a look and break down this moment, this Kairos moment in this young man's life. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told him this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. Let's stop there for a moment. There was a particular day and time when this, man's, this, this, younger, this man's younger son came to him and said, Dad, I'm tired of living in your home. I want to do my own thing. Give me my share of the estate. It happened on a day, and it happened at a particular time. Correct? Right? Someday on, the, on some calendar, that's when it happened. At some time on someone's clock, that's when it happened. There was a chronos moment that we see here. Let's continue. So he asked for his wealth. Divide it. Give it to me. And so notice what happens. A few days later, this younger son packed all, packed all his belongings. That was another day on the calendar. He packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted his money in wild living. And so we see him in this Kronos moment, missing the Kairos moment of his life at this stage. But it's going to turn around as we know the story and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money in wild living. About the, about the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. And so there, there came an end to his, his financial supply, his financial security. He, he persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. So now he's suffering the consequences of a bad decision. All of us have had those moments in life, right? They come in different forms, different shapes, different situations, but we suffer the consequences of bad decisions. We all do at times, but now those moments can be used by God to get our attention. So let's take a look at what happens next. 
when he finally came to his senses. That's a very important word. Because what now are the circumstances of his life? He's now in a place where his chronos, his time now, has turned him into a situ- or turned into a situation where he has no more resources. He's out feeding pigs. He's wanting to eat the food the pigs are eating because he is so he's so hungry himself. But in that moment, God was doing everything he could the, the, to get his attention to bring him to a kairos decision in his life. And indeed, that's what happened. He came to his senses and he said to himself. At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father. Everyone say this phrase with me. I will say it with me again. I will go home. Would you agree that was a pretty wise thing for this young man to do, right? Going home. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Now, by the way, what that means, if if he's a far way off and the father sees him coming, it means daddy had been looking for him. Every day, he probably went out to the edge of his his, his, his driveway and by his mailbox and he looked out and said, I wonder if, wonder if he's coming home today. Let me see if I can see him out there. He was looking for him. That's the love of the father. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. He did not even wait for his son to come to him. He ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you and no longer worthy of being called your son. And notice what happens. But his father, his father interrupted him Before he even asked to be a servant, his father interrupts him and says, his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost. There's that theme again. But now he is found. So the party began. I want you to see these two individuals juxtaposed the rich young man that had an opportunity to experience the blessing of God for his life but he had something he was not willing to give up something he was holding on to something he was not willing to let go of so he could go forward in his relationship with God and another young man who had made a mess of his life but he came to his senses there was a kairos reality awakening in his life that he realizes I've got an opportunity to go back home to Father. Maybe he'll receive me as a servant. He goes back and discovers not only would his father receive him, but he would receive him again as a son and bring him back into the family. He did the right thing with this Kairos moment. All I'm asking you to do tonight, more importantly, I believe all that God is asking us to do tonight is to ask the question, what Kairos moment are you in right now? In your life right now, what Kairos moment are you in? What is that thing in your life that God's saying, you know what, you've been stuck here and this thing has had a grip on you for a long time, but your future can change. Your destiny can change. Don't walk away from the Kairos moment. Walk into it and see what I'll do in your life. I want to do the right thing in my Kairos moment. How about you? Amen. 
Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.